Welcome to the Dragon Party. I'm your host, Brandis. <laughs> <laughs> we turned, I mean, football season is coming up. So it's like we turned into like, a, I don't know, whatever is like. The, I should do it more like an announcer, right? Like, and introducing. <laughs> and introducing Mr. Brett Brandis. Look the to host. the southwest corner. as. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for the Dragon Party. And joining me, it's my co-host. His name's Eric. Eric, tell it's- him your name. Eric Manjo! Standing at a great six foot, what, four? Five. <laughs> Five, there we go. <laughs> and too much pounds. <laughs> they don't do the pound measurement. Well, it's been a while, sir. Uh, we apologize for probably the, the, the pause in the podcast being released. That is 100% due to me. I, <laughs> my yes, life has changed not, quite a bit in the yeah, past three weeks. It's not your fault, <laughs> but <laughs> things have happened to you. Things have happened. Uh, not all terrible. Let's not all get freaked out. Now, I mean, I, I started going back to school. That's taken up a lot of my time. Then I went on vacation for a week. So yeah, that that kind of paused on then. And then, of course, I had a loss in the family. Uh, it was it was my grandmother, so I had a whole week of funeral. To, to go through so you know i've been out for a while now and uh it's good to be back it's good to be back podcast good to be back, yeah, yeah I, I missed it uh hopefully i'm hoping going forward schooling doesn't like really disrupt us so much that we can't get one out once a week but we might have to fiddle around with that uh we'll see we'll see I, right now we're gonna say yeah we're gonna do it but <laughs> yeah we we might have to like change our release time like it might be like we record on the weekends now that you Right, or it, then it might have release to it during be the week. Like that. Or exactly. Yep. Right. You're right. And yeah, it might be every week, but it might be at a different time. That's true. So that's just uh, some little housekeeping going forwards on the pod. But let's get the pod going. By uh, what you what you drinking? I am drinking this uh, Wild Acre Brewing. It's it's called an Imperial Pineapple. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, sure. Well, but I see the word blonde on it, like blonde ale. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like, I think Imperial, it's a 7.5%. So I think Imperial just means like, hey, there's a lot of alcohol. And there's a lot of, these are are hardcore. (laughs) Buckle up. It tastes too good to be 7.5%. So it's. You know what I found is a lot of those ones that are super high taste so good. Like. They're just really good. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think there's a thing. And like once you've passed that like 7% threshold, all of a sudden beer tastes amazing. I think it's because they have to put a lot more effort into massing the just the smell and the flavor of alcohol where they're just like, hey, we got to make sure this is right. Otherwise, <laughs> so people are just going to be overcompensate like, and it tastes amazing all the same. Yeah, it's just like, I, I tried it. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> sounds great. It's, it's I will say it sounds a little too fruity for my taste, but. Uh, yeah, it is pretty light. Although the pineapple isn't like sweet. It's more of like a tart. Yeah, yeah. But I usually don't like because that reminds me of sours, and I don't like sours. You don't like sours. I yeah, do I, not like sours. I'm a sucker for the seasonalness, and even though it's in September, 
It's still like nine <laughs> pineapple degrees season, here in baby. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think? September, I think pineapples. Pineapples. <laughs> like, where are you? Everyone from? knows this. <laughs> like, what the? It's hell? the law. You're from New Jersey. <laughs> what? Yeah, pineapple. Yeah, the state September, of the pineapples. pineapples. <laughs> the state of the pineapples. Well, uh, one more change in my life. Yeah, I know. It's only been two weeks, people, but who am I? I am not drinking alcohol today. So I went to a doctor. I decided I should probably think of my health a bit. Uh, I have, I've been having stomach issues for the past two years of my life. We decided, let's put a kibosh on that. So I'm doing this crazy diet. It requires me for the next 30 days to do, like, be super strict. I'm doing oh. the, the whole 30 diet. Uh, it's basically keto with extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like keto with extra steps. It so, literally is, though. That's how I describe it to everyone. They're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I, literally, like, I can't have beans. I can't, like, things you're like, those are, like, total natural healthy foods. And I'm like, I can't have those. Don't know why. Is it, like, very low acid plus keto or something like that? Sort of. I, I Yeah, I guess it's more about digestive. So I guess beans may be hard to process with your stomach. I don't know. You know, I mean, that makes I sense because... I just follow they're... what it tells me to eat and what not to eat. And I'm right. like, I have to follow... I literally have like three books of stuff. <laughs> eat this. Is that eat a... This. Does that make the whole shopping experience at least easier? Because one thing I hate about well, being an adult. It makes it way harder. So the problem with this, especially, and keto falls into the same trap. With keto, you can't have any sugars. You'd be amazed at turning around labels. Everything is including the sugar. Everything. Everything you've ever bought from a store has sugar in it. It's yeah. Like amazing. I, you know, I guess, I guess I, so I wasn't, I'm not strict, but I do always look at the label just because mm-hmm. like I'm constantly, when I like to cook my own food, it's like, I don't want any added sodium. I don't want any yeah, added you don't sugar. Want too much salt. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, I like to add it to my taste. Yep. So. Yep. That's yeah, that totally sounds, fair, but well, it does make shopping like, way harder. Fruit has just an insane amount of sugar in it. You're it like, does. I'm, I'm allowed apple. fruits. You are I'm allowed, allowed fruits. Okay, I'm allowed so natural those... sugars, but like you'd be amazed with the added sugars. In oh, everything. any sort of sauce that you buy any. in a can, or just oh, like none of them. I can't have any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just like you turn it around. Like, why is there like? five or like 15 grams of added sugar to pasta sauce and it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah <you're> like, what? <laughs> like what just like i like the way i described it I was like think of any product name anything you bought at the store i can't have it <laughs> there's right, no yeah. way i have to home cook everything which just takes up all my time and it's just unbelievably hard luckily this is only the last 30 days i'm already like two weeks into it so well i here's my timeline i have a wedding to go to uh in the beginning of october and that's like the, I'm done. But like, I'm gonna go to this wedding and like enjoy myself. Ready to rock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be like, What's that? I don't give a fuck. I put it in my mouth. Put it, oh yeah, put it in my body right now. I need you're it. You're gonna you're gonna come with like just like one of those five pound bags of sugar. Just like fuck it. <laughs> whatever you have. What do you, what do you have right now? Just give it to me. I want this. Whatever the middle of an Oreo is. I want. That. <laughs> no one knows. I I just like I can't imagine how big off the deep end I'm gonna go when I'm out of this. I'm just gonna be like, I, I did it, okay, I'm done. But, It'll be interesting to see if like your taste buds change because I know when I stopped like, yeah, eating I know. all that stuff, it's just like you could taste the sugar in, right, in different right. stuff. We're just like, I don't like this anymore. I've already been kind of like about that, right? Where other than junk foods, which obviously there's, there's right, yeah, but, sugar, yeah. but like in most foods, I prefer the things without the bunch of sugar in right. general. You know Peanut what one always got me though? Ketchup. 
Oh yeah, there's just like it's so sugary. <laughs> but I need the sugar in it. I can't have the non-sugar ketchups. Mm-hmm. Like, they taste so bad to me. But there is so much sugar in them. <laughs> peanut, peanut butter was the big one where I, oh, I, I when I okay. cut out a whole lot of sugar from, or just when I started cooking at home, naturally I cut out a lot of sugar. But yeah, peanut butter. Now I have this Jif smooth peanut butter. I'm like, this is so sweet. It's <laughs> too. No well. Oh, so you, do you go down to the natural peanut butters now? Natural like, peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. It's cheaper for me to get the uh, the powdered peanut butter. That's the, yeah. That's the, oh man, that's nasty stuff. I don't like that stuff. Well, you get used to it. <laughs> anyway, now that we've talked All about right. that. <laughs> now that we've talked about that. You, so you guys you are here for the here. dieting podcast, right, correct? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're here for the magic podcast. We're going to begin now. Maybe I'll put a little thing in the notes and say, like, if you want to skip the diet crap, skip ahead to eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to talk today. So a couple weeks ago, again, I've been gone for a while. They actually released all of 2022's schedule for all of the magic products. So that was really exciting. And I want to go through it all because it's just really exciting to see and think about everything going forwards, how it's going to fit in. What kind of worlds are we talking about here? And it's actually even more interesting to see specifically what kind of products they're producing. So you know, you know, they're going to tailor it towards like these made a bunch of money. So we're going to do that. And you know, they're doing that. So like, but I think so. These have come out uh, pretty much every year. These release schedules as like the Q one through four. I think only schedules. last year and this year they've been doing like it. Just last year was the first time they did it. Okay, maybe, maybe I was thinking of their like code names where they've had like the different yeah. codes names for these. But like this is definitely the craziest or the most unusual schedule of sets that we've it, ever had. It from is. Magic, it is. There's a lot going on here and we might need a little more explanation. I, I, I've listened to a few things describing these, but I, I might need some help. Um, you know, we'll have to do a little bit of research on the fly. So sorry about that. We didn't have so much time to prepare, kind of just like knock this up because I really wanted to talk about this. There's a lot going on here. It, and a lot of this is speculation anyway. It like, is. We right, know yeah. the name, we have the, the logos, what they look out. like, yeah. but, and we have like the kind of generally where they're coming out, but like a lot of this stuff, like we don't exactly know what's going on. So it's kind of fun to talk about. Yep. Uh, but we're going to start with what's going on right now as a supplemental product. Oh, right. and then at the end of this, I want to have a general discussion about supplemental products because listed within these are going to be more supplemental products. And then of course, we're always dealing with the secret layer thing on the side and they're even, I think, going to start producing what they call the beyond universe beyond things. Right. I think that's starting next year as well. So we have to have yeah. a whole discussion on like where Magic's heading with these because they're they just like keep adding more and more, and it seems like more of the focus has gone completely away from designing sets for a standard at all, and it's all about just shoving like cards with pretty photos on them. Yeah. <laughs> This this is crazy. It's crazy. So let's start with this super drop. This is the out of time super drop. And going forwards, we wanted to, our idea was we released that secret layer episode. And now we're caught up from the history of them. And every time they release one, we want to at least mention it and go through it and just see our general opinions on it. Because they are very polarizing to look at. I mean, they, these cards are just insane each time right. they make them. They're like really cool. And ideally, we'll have that episode out in time for you to 
buy them. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah but- this one, this one, by the way, you have only until Tuesday the 14th. I hope to get this out uh, on the 11th of September tomorrow. Uh, we're recording Friday, but yeah, you have until Tuesday. So if you're listening to this after the 14th, you've already missed this drop. Right, but we'll we'll try to keep an eye on it, and it might just be like a shout out. Yeah, because usually they, they've made it now that these release about a month ahead of time. So you have a good window now to buy these. It didn't yeah. used to be like that. So it's actually quite nice for people that listen to pod. If they get all their information from a podcast and are not actively like, you know, refreshing the secret layer yeah. page. Yeah, like you wouldn't really know about these. So let's begin with the out of time super drop. The first one is the Kamigawa Inc. Collection. Uh, this is important because, and it's funny that they did this now, skipping ahead just a slightly, but we won't go into it just yet. We'll go into it when we get into the release schedule, but Kanagawa is on the release schedule for 2022. So it's almost like they did this because, like, as yeah. the release, the, you know, you know, the, yeah, the get people hyped. Set release. Yeah. The set release of the next set. So the Kamigawa Inc. is all cards from the original Kamigawa, however. And the art looks stunning. It's in like the black and white uh, Asian. Yeah, it's ink like the bashes. ink on. I don't know what even the the material is, but it's like a very bamboo. Like, who knows? Yeah, it's like that, like the thick <laughs> yeah, paper. Yeah, know? like thick paper. It allows the ink to kind of really bleed into the page. Yeah, um, it just. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And it's not just black and white. There is like splashes of color in there. But yeah, it's a very like uh, thematic Japanese, like old Japanese style. Yep, And it's all commanders uh, of of mono colors from from the Kamigawa set. So you have like Kami of the Crescent Moon, double blue. Uh, you have the Micha, what is it, Kodo? Michiko yeah. Kanda, Truth Seeker in white. Reki, the history of Kamigawa in green. Toshira Umazawa, who art looks amazing in mono black. And the heartless Hidetsogu in, in, in red. Uh, none of these, I mean, I'm sure these cards were probably worth something because it's such an old set. They're all legendaries. This is the first right. set that had legendaries. Yeah, and then like, they're, I don't know how, I think maybe Kami might have gotten a reprint at some point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, heartless Hidetsogu did too. Yeah, heartless Hidetsogu isn't like a commander, but it's definitely a combo piece because anything that doubles damage just insta kills everybody. I think Reki is definitely one that's like an up and cut because because they've printed so many legendaries now. Yeah, that like that deck probably is pretty good nowadays, especially with like the Bard class from the old. Uh... I mean, I think you're just buying this though if you were gonna like you want that sweet Asian art, right? Yep. Like, these exactly. aren't like really worthy cars. You're not gonna like include them in a lot of places. Like it's just like sweet art, you know? Yep. Like this is definitely an art buy. This is an art buy. Yeah, I agree. That's just that just an art buy. Next one, however, is a playable buy. This is the Tavares Time Trouble. Yeah, the opposite. They printed three planeswalkers: Dak Faden, uh, Karn, the Great Creator. And Teferi Time Raveler. They and printed them all in the old border legends art. From literal legends, which is like, you know, like 1994 legends set. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the text boxes are absolute nonsense. Yeah, it's this is like... So you, you hated the full text basic lands uh, once. How do you feel about these? I like them because 
I like the borders, I like the art, and I like the cards. But I hate the text box. Yeah, it's not... The text box is meaningless to me. Like, that hot nonsense. Yeah. It's... This is going to cause a lot of confusion, I think. Because they look like creatures. You would would literally, like, look up the Planeswalker on a different page. It's almost like buying a card in a different language. Because, yeah, the text boxes are so... They're, they're absolute hot nonsense. I, but yeah. the art, I gotta say, looks amazing. Yeah, if you're a sucker for old cards, borders, yeah, these are great. You know, all the these borders are... and the art is so good on these. That's my favorite, like, Karn, by the way. Like, the weird golem-looking Karn. Yeah, but a bunch <laughs> of, his, his abs are... He has, like, a 58-pack. <laughs> yeah. That's just, <laughs> like, my favorite version of Karn. I don't know. Like, the, the sad-looking robot Karn mm-hmm. is, is my favorite version of Karn. And I gotta say, like, that's my favorite. That, that deck Faden art's definitely the best deck Faden art there is. Uh, and they're all playable. I mean, except for I, They're playable in many formats. So yeah. that that's the... And, and they're all worth nearly $30 by themselves, or they at least will be one day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if yeah. you're going for value, the value's there. And the player... So, like, it, these are the things, like, Dak Faden's only really legal in, like, Commander and, uh, like, Legacy, Legacy and Vintage. And I think they will eventually... Uh, my prediction is they'll eventually print him into Modern. I think he's a Modern safe card, and I think he'll be a lot of fun in Modern. So uh, I, yeah, well, I predict he'll be put into Modern... He'd definitely be really future. if if he isn't modern, he's definitely gonna be really good. And then Teferi is obviously, but he's really not good. gonna be busted, right? I mean, like his minus two what gains control of an artifact, and that's not like played like in every deck. I think the plus what is it the plus that is faithless looting? Yeah, but you're uh, that's at deck. three mana. But definitely different than one mana. But it'll, I think it'll <laughs> yeah, be so that's what I mean. He he um, won't be busted, but he'll be good. He won't be but he'll be playable. Right, and and and. and since it's in the old art, the people who play modern and vintage are yeah, the ones who would art. love it. So, oh, like I said, the art on this old border is so much better too. Oh my god, it's it's night and day. I would wildly prefer this old border art for him. It is. It is kind of funny because like it, like the old border with this like weird rippling gold. It is just like objectively ugly, but for some reason it, it, it's, <laughs> it's like so super classic. nostalgic. We're yeah. just like, oh yeah, this is what magic is. I think it looks so good, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm just like, such a magic boomer. <laughs> I, I am too. I'm like, ooh, it's so cool. But like, you just take take yourself out of it. You're just like, what is? Oh, uh, it looks so good to me. Uh, I kind of um, wish in the old Karn it was like the brown art. Like the brown, board. yeah. I do wish instead of yeah, they have this like gray. They have this like gray silvery right. thing. I do wish it was brown. I agree with you there. That looks more like it's a white card. Another wow. interesting thing is you can't get this. Is the only one you can't get in foil. You this, can't get this, this in foil. You cannot get that in foil. That comes in uh, non-foil only. You know, now, all the rest are are foil and non-foil. This is the only one that's non-foil only. Why? That doesn't make. I any don't sense. know. <laughs> Uh, I could not tell you. They couldn't make... get the order in in time. I have no idea. Like that doesn't make sense to me. I agree. It doesn't unless because... they think old border looks bad with the foiling, but I think old border looks better with the foiling. I don't know. It's really weird because usually, yeah. so old border foils generally just the frame is foiled, right? The actual art on the card won't be foiled on the old border frames. When you see like the retro frame foils, for instance, nowadays that they're printing. It's just the framing. 
You mean the foil etched? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think they do have to classify it as foil etched. Yeah, uh, it's, I, yeah. Think, I think you're right. Yeah, I, maybe they're being printed at a different, uh, like, factory that that can't handle the foil. That can't do the foil. <laughs> I know. It's really interesting, uh, though. So, yeah, which is good for – if you're talking about value for the cards, though, too, that's going to keep their values high because there's not a foil version of that card. Also, speaking of foils and, and old cards – the what was it modern horizons 2 that came out those foil etched ones are like pretty cheap as far as foils are concerned so i think that's a pretty good value it Mm -hmm. getting those old bordered foiled etched cards because like if you have one that i mean you can play it if you're just playing casual right right if you're playing competitive don't get foil because if if they curl then foils curl yeah yeah if the foils any could curl but like it's not every foil cur- curls. Like I got okay. a foil etched old border, Yam- uh, the Yamavaya Great Old Growth. Yes, it hasn't curled since. It you know looks what's funny? Awesome. I have three of those now. <laughs> yeah, it, it I ended up like opening the... like two packs of of Modern Horizons, and both were Yamamayas, and I had already bought one, and I was like, "Good lord, I'm just low." And I have all three different versions. I have extended <laughs> art. I, I, yeah, I have a full. I have a retro foil and extended art, and I can't think of the other one. And then I think the other one's just foil regular. <laughs> so I have three different versions of Yavamaya. <laughs> but but I think those retro border foil ones, if you get lucky and yours doesn't uh, uh, curl, then I think that's a great value. <laughs> right. Um, moving down the list, we have, uh, what, two or three, three more to go. Um, this one. Artists. There's two artists, uh. Yeah, two series. artist series. First is Johannes Voss. Uh, yeah. very interesting card selection. Again, for all the artist series, as they usually are, right? They have Carpet of Flowers, which is a very commander staple, but in CEDH specifically. This is a CEDH right. staple in Carpet of Flowers. A very old card. Uh, then they had Karmic Guide, which is just an extremely playable card. Think about Karmic Guide now, though. You could probably buy that for a buck. It's been reprinted everywhere. It was in the new uh, Commander. It set was. It was the new Commander set. It was in. It was in a the twenty dollar Commander precon from like yep. the Naya one. So it's like it's like been reprinted like the plague. And I don't even like the art honestly on this one, to be honest. But it, it, so this is like anime it, art. It, yeah, and I, I could definitely see why people would like it though. I could. Yeah, yeah, If you're super into this anime art, you're going to like these. Uh, Sanctum Prelate, which is now in Modern, so it's a pretty exciting card. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Sphere of Safety, which is, like, super random. I don't know. That's, like, a 20-cent card. That's a throwaway. Yeah, it's a throwaway. It is, uh, like, a staple in any enchantment deck, though. It is. It is. But, again, the arts the arts don't speak to me, so it's, like, whatever. I'm just yeah, and, and these artist ones, it's exactly what you're saying. If you... It's all about the art. It's all about the art, yeah. They're, they're going to give you one card that's worth the money. In this case, it was the Carpet of Flowers. So if you really needed that card, good for you. But <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the only one I actually like the art. Next one is the Thomas Baxa. So this is obviously the, the hardcore metal guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got Obnixilus Reignited, uh, Sire of Insanity, which looks Ooh. amazing. It, the Sire of Insanity looks dope. Uh, here's your money card in Sliver Hive Lord, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have a Spell Skite, which also looks amazing. And I actually really like really Spell Skite as a Spell, card. Spell Skite is a very underrated card in Commander. It is. It is. I agree with you there. Actually, yeah. So Spell Kite's a fun one, but again, um, I don't need any of those cards, so I'm not gonna even go near that. Yeah, uh, like how much is Sliver Hive Lord right now? 
I thought he was like twenty dollars, but I, I could be wrong. Because uh, he was, he was in a calculate the card of Sliver High Lord. Yeah, he was in a corset. So yeah, no, I was right. He's about twenty bucks. Yeah. So if you want it, a Sliver High nineteen dollars used. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I know those like those five all the five color Sliver cards are like they're all yeah. around twenty dollars. They're all so heavily played. Yeah, so it's like if you are if you want this card, this is a good commi- uh, set to thing. Set to buy. Set to thing. Set the thing. Know. Set the thing. Yeah. Also, the art is like way cooler on this Sliver Hive Lord, but yeah. Uh, and then we have the math is for blockers, uh, and this is a, a very very random grouping of creatures. Uh, your money card is in Brazen Borrower, which was a standard all-star. Still is, right now. It's still legal somehow. Yep. Uh, and also very playable in Modern and very playable in Pioneer. So it's, you know, it's just a format staple everywhere you see it. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, Do Mythic good. out of Eldraine. Vindictive oh, but Lich. nothing on Meandering Tower Shell. Yeah. <laughs> Iconic staple. Trans the Meandering format. Tower Shell is in here. Uh, Vindictive Lich, though, is a good card for Commander. When it dies, you can target three different players with all three modes that hurt people very much. Mm-hmm. So, very good card in Commander. The Orin Frostfang, also probably a good Commander card. Gives all your attacking creatures death touch, and you draw anytime you deal damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably overcosted though. And then Thrag Tusk, yeah. which is... This, that's another, like... Sort of semi stable. It sometimes sees play. In, in any Blink deck with green... Yeah, it, so it. It, it'll hang around. I don't know. I feel like that's a card that, like, as the power level goes up and up and up over time, it probably will fade away. But for now, it's still fine. Yeah, I agree with that. But right now, if, if you blink it, you gain five life, get a 3-3 three, three beast. That's usually good. And I quizzed Eric as to why these creatures specifically were selected. He couldn't quite get it. Couldn't get it. I'm an idiot. But after sharing with him, it's because it's the numbers of pi. So Brazen Borrow is a 3-1. Then you have Vindictive Lich with a 4-1. So 3.141. Then Meandering Tower Shells a 5-9. Then Orin Frostfangs a 2-6. And Thrag Tusk is a 5-3. So they went as far as they could with Pi. Isn't it? Hold on. They must have rounded it then. Is it not 5-3 at the end? Uh, yeah. Okay, that that's why I'm claiming. Yeah, it's 5-2-6. Wait, no, 5-9. 5-9? 5-9, 2-6. 2-6. Is the Orin Frostfang? 5-3, uh, 5-8. Five, five, yeah, so they they ended right before 5-8. They just stopped. They didn't okay. round. So they didn't three. round, which is good, so I should have. They didn't make it a 5-4. They did, yeah, because they wanted to represent exactly what Pi's numbers are going to be. Yeah, it... it it makes me wonder if they couldn't find like another two six if that was anywhere. Good. <laughs> like, is this like thing. a real card? I I don't recognize this card. Is Orin Frostfang? Like I a, think it was printed in a commander set. Okay. I think it's a commander card. Yeah, otherwise, it would be like the only card that would not be a real card. <laughs> You're right, though. Orin Frostfang. Uh, otherwise, it's in like Ice Age, I think. Nope, it was a commander card. I was right. Yeah, it was literally printed into a commander set. Commander 2019 Mm, is when it was made. Yep. Cool. So there you go. So there's Mathis Blocks. So buy them if you want them. Uh, Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They're getting very interesting, right? It's like, okay, so 
I feel like there's always one out of each of these super drops that's like, clearly this is where the money is. And that's, again, here is the three planeswalkers. If you right. want just the value, just buy the three planeswalkers and you probably got your money back. You actually probably made a lot of money there. I don't think you're going to lose money. It This math is for blockers to me is like, I bought the super drop. I'm going to leave this sealed. <laughs> and sell the sealed version that's of true Mathis for blockers is a fun one too right yeah people are like just obsessed with that saying maybe they want that right drop exactly. specifically um i've i was talking beforehand i really want a brazen borrower so that there mm-hmm. might be reason to buy it just for that but then we were also talking like oh he might rotate though and then the back downs i'll probably hold off because i think it's really the only card out of that i want okay um all right, let's move on to the release schedule. So we're going into 2022 now. We know this year is going to end with Innistrad sets. We have, we're into the Innistrad set Midnight Hunt right now. We'll get to those reviews coming up. The next set after this is going to be more Innistrad. <laughs> they have uh, Crimson Vow as the next one. It's funny because this is like the first time we've ever repeated a set twice in a row in a long time. Right? Yeah. I think the last time we've done it was like Kaladesh block. Like when you know, like block settings, when they had yeah, what back when they track. were maybe Ixalan was the last time we did it because we did Ixalan and the yeah, I'm trying to think back when they were like we're only doing one set blocks and then what was the yeah. next one because there definitely was one where they were like oh wait was it um Ravnica or something. Did they do two Ravnica? Ravnica we did, yeah, they did two Ravnicas. They did guilds, guilds of Ravnica, and, and then, then War like, of the yeah, Spark. another one. War of the Spark was different. No, I think they did do two Ravnicas in a row, though. You're right. Okay. But they were named something different. Anyways, moving. If you look down this list right now, they are other than this twice in a row. All of next year, they're not doing two sets in a row again. Like, there's no blocks. Well, the with the exception of Q three, Q four, I think not as far as i see it because um well sorry core sets maybe not in a row oh yeah i'm not talking i'm i'm, I'm saying like about actual sets in a row yeah sets that's, like that's yeah really right yeah so let's begin in the very well the first time we step into the year 2022 we are going to enter kamigawa something they swore they would never go back to and of course they're going back to it uh this is called the neon dynasty i am to understand that this means that it's like a technologically advanced version now we are we we have entered the sci-fi future of kamigawa yeah it's like a so kamigawa was like a a feudal japan set really really cool flavor but it kind of flopped as far as right were you playing around then no, I think it was right before. Maybe I was playing around them, but I just yeah, because there was a while where I was just kind of like very casually. It was right. I want to say it was right after Mirrodin because I was playing around then. I played a lot of Kamigawa, and okay. I loved it. That you know what? Was Actually, weird. that was that was when I learned how to play Magic because my first deck that my friend was like, "Oh, I have my deck. I have another deck that you can learn how to play it." Was a Bushido deck. So mm-hmm. of course, so I was Bushido, which is like not a new player friendly mechanic. I love Bushido. <laughs> it's like Fox okay. Samurai was one of my favorite ca- uh, cards. Kitsu Nightblade or something. Kitsu, like that. Yeah, yeah, Kitsu PS Blade and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Love so I, yeah, I was I was playing that then. Um, 
But now they're doing, yeah, like a cyberpunk version of Kamigawa, which is like... I hope there's still Fox people. Can I just ask for that back? I really did enjoy those characters. I loved the Fox people. We'll allow it, I think. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm hoping for. Like, are you hoping for anything out of Kamigawa coming back? I imagine it's going to be very legend heavy because Kamigawa, it was when they introduced Legendary. If there's not Splice into Arcane, I'm going to riot. <laughs> and I, I shouldn't say that's not when... They, obviously, I think Legends is when they introduced Legendary, but Kamigawa, they like they played around with Legendary. Like, they finally yeah. made Legendary artifacts, Legendary equipment. Like, they just, like, exploded the Legendary canopy. Yeah. And I think like, they're going to do that again. They had the shrine. They had... They, I was going to say, right, Legendary lands were a thing. Exactly. Yeah, the, it was... It seems super cool, but... Going back to it, if you look at the full spoiler, I think it's like, oh, I could see why that maybe people weren't interested in the full set. Uh, because that's a really awesome. It was also part. so at the time. Uh, it, again, it was again after Mirrodin. Mirrodin was like the same thing as Eldraine right now. It was so powerful that they came out with this whole set and no one played it because it, nothing that it came out of the set could be even played next to Mirrodin in yeah. standard. So it just wasn't seen, so no one liked it, and no one opened it, which is why it flopped. Which is why they just make better sets, because people want to buy the good cards, and so they just power creep everything. Power creep. (laughs) Um, I I think it's going to be interesting, because like we're it says Neon Destiny, Kamigawa Neon Destiny in the title. Dynasty. Dynasty. Um, And it says, like, yeah, like it some of the images I'm looking at, it it looks cyberpunk, but like, I wonder how technological they're going to be is it going to be like actual like neon signs or is that going to be just the visual motif they're going for is right is neon like because in kaladesh they kind of had a version of electricity using like energy counters and it's like aether was electricity so are they gonna actually like not be cyberpunk like actual electricity and computers and stuff and just be like oh it's a it's more of a the, steampunk mixed with cyberpunk version, but there's still not like laser guns and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I hear that they're going to be very uh, cyberpunk, uh-huh. yeah, tech, technical about it. So we'll, we'll you, see what comes of it. How do you feel about that? I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, because clearly they're going in a different direction with Kamigawa, so it's not going to be the Kamigawa I remember. Like I said, I'm really hoping for the Fox people because I thought they were awesome. So I want them back. I don't want them to have Bushido. I want them to have something better. I mean, I think it's, I think some things we can expect, right? They're going to bring back ninjutsu. Everyone loves ninjutsu. They're going to bring back, the ninjas are going to be everywhere. Samurai. Uh, Samurai. I'm wondering if, so what else came out of that set? There was, um... there was like one of the first, like, Iterations of flip cards that came out of that set. Because they yes. had the yeah, they, they turn the... face up, right? So they're gonna do they're gonna play more on that, which everyone always they, those always are a big hit. Now they'll do it more the transforming way they've always done it. The flip sides. But see, I don't know if they're gonna do that. I right think, at, I right after Innistrad, which was a transform heavy, like with a little double face cards. Yeah, but do they're that. doing it like every set now, right? I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess had them. like just just it. everything had them. So yeah. they're they're gonna just continue to push it. I, I think the art style for me is not going to matter, though. I, I, I can't see myself being, like, super drawn to this art style. 
like the neon colors and that, that whatever. I, I I love this art style. Um, and it's kind of funny because I don't know if that is making me more accepting of something because there are going to be there there is a line which I don't know where I have put yet uh as far as like what i feel like fits in magic and what isn't because we're gonna get into uh into a little later with some of these like universes beyond sets yeah um but i think that is more of like a different like ip coming into magic that might be more of that but it's like magic's been around since like what 93 and this is the first time they're really doing stuff like this i was like hey it you know i i say let them try it and if it everyone hates it they're probably not going to do it again right uh so that that's the only thing that they say they're going to release in q1 so three months worth and all we're going to see is kamigawa so i imagine it's going to be quite a big set so that there's enough stuff going on and and obviously that's when uh actually nothing rotates then right yeah nothing rotates rotates. they're just adding a bunch to the format is the new is the second innistrad set also in q1 no, that's at the end of this year. That's at the okay. end of 2021. We're going to see that in December, I think, or like November. Also, do you know if this Q1 is like financial year Q1 or is it calendar year Q1? I think it's calendar year. Okay. So like, right. So we won't see the next one up, which is another standard set. So Kamigawa was a standard set, importantly. The next one is a standard set is the Streets of New Capenna. So between that, I have to imagine we're going to get secret layers in there and whatever else they could jam because there's no way in three months of starting the year, all they're going to release is a singular standard legal set. There's no oh, way. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to find a way to be like, I haven't spent an inordinate amount of money on Magic in a while. <laughs> right. If they're not releasing something every month that like, Yeah. They're releasing stuff twice a month right now, as it stands. So there's no way that they're going to produce only one thing in three months' time. Yeah. There's going to be other products in there. I guarantee. Yeah. So it might be when we first see Universes Beyond. Might be too early for that. But I don't know, because there's two months in there that I'm thinking, they're going to have to release something. I know it. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> Guaranteed. So Streets of New Capenna. And I love the way they've set up how this land is going to be. Because I can just picture it already. It features a city built by angels that is now ruled by demon crime families. Like, that's so cool. (laughs) How could that be bad? Right. (laughs) sounds amazing. So it does sound like a spin on, like... Ravnica, right? It's like almost exactly Ravnica in my mind. It's a city. This is like our... Yeah, like Ravnica was the only really urban thing we had until now we'll have the new Capenna, which is going to be very urban. And I've always liked the Innistrad, I mean, sorry, the Ravnica sets. Uh, And this one also they've mentioned is going to feature, it's going to be a three color set, right? So think Cons of Tarkir, which I think probably will be... Probably. Mm, I think it's probably, actually, I think it's going to be the Shards of Alara colors the bands jund but can you think of a band demon uh well we'll we'll have a brand new one Mm. there will be or well bands would be an angel right it's a city built by angels 
but if it's run by five three color demon crime families. Ah, okay, okay. So they're all going to be demons. But, yeah, I mean, there's gonna hey, be just, just because there's never been a band. Yeah, band demon. Let's do it. I want. I want to see what a band demon's all yeah. about. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I don't know. So that's yeah, true. It could be the uh, the more cons colors versions of those but i only say that because i'm wondering if they plan this is the next time they see a three color set and with the hits of triomes maybe they try and throw the other five triomes in here Ooh, that's a good point that's a good point to think about that yeah they might do that right so yeah and then they call the triome like whatever that district is yeah yeah is like the district that can produce these three color mana yeah that that's my expectations Instead of calling them triomes, they'll call them districts or something. Right, like yeah. The demon district, and that, that's going to be Grixis colors. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they, they, they really should print the other five the other ones in there. So uh, that's what I seems, expect. This seems cool. It's it. They seem to be going for like a urban detective thing with, you know, the... the like inspired by like mob movies and stuff like that. So you expect maybe investigate should show up here for sure yeah which is a fun mechanic right i've always enjoyed investigate Investigate. clue tokens are fantastic the clues are great but they don't like to do that right they don't like i don't know investigates showed up a lot now it has uh, yeah but mostly in like you know the modern sets and stuff you'd find anything it doesn't really matter right yeah so we'll see because investigate also showing up in innistrad Oh, there you go. So I think they will continue it. I think they'll do a little... I think they'll sprinkle in a little more investigating here. Yeah, and it'll be legal the same time as Innistrad, so there'll be some investigate shenanigans you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it'll show up in here. I don't know what else would. You know, I think it's going to be some new stuff. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get a lot of Kaladesh vibes from this. Just from, like, the the theme, not necessarily the artifact. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think this was... There is an artifact set, but not not till later in the year. (laughs) Uh, Then the next set coming out is a really interesting one. It's going to be Unfinity. This is the unset. but what? So they're making an unset, and it's based on the idea of a retro-futuristic space carnival. That sounds like a ball of fun i mean retro future (laughs) i i love think think like jetsons right like yeah yeah exactly yeah i i love this this is gonna be so much fun (laughs) yeah and you said you draft you drafted the last unset right yeah i I forgot what it was unleashed on whatever not not Uh, i don't remember um but it was unstable unstable or i don't know whatever whatever it is um it was awesome I loved right. it. It was so much fun. And I think <laughs> you just like in your head, put yourself in a different mind space when you're doing all this crazy nonsense because you know, it's not real. And it's like, you don't have to worry about dealing with the stuff in commander or anything because this was the, they introduced dice rolling in this. So you roll, uh, yeah. roll like XD six and then whatever happens, or they were like, you're combining monsters, which is a precursor to, um, not, whatever the Ikoria mechanic was, um, he's basically Companion? oh 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 you're mutate. talking about mutate, mutate yeah yeah because basically there was like a host and like yeah yeah host uh, monster host, yeah there's a host creature and then you just attached literally you put them <laughs> next to each other and the pictures <laughs> combine you'd have like like a shark crab or something and it was like okay it had the abilities of the shark and the crab and the way it was yeah really those actually cool. made more sense than mutate. 
It really that was did, the, yeah. that, and yeah, and that was, this was pre Icoria, right? And they they were like playing around with that, this idea to see if people liked it, and I think it was a much bigger hit in the unset than it was in yeah. Icoria because it would be like the on the host or on one of the sides of the monsters it would be like, okay, whenever you draw a card, and uh, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and then it would like give you, you the ability of that creature, the ability cool. of bounce a creature or something. Yeah, like, that's really cool. neat. That's fun. Um, so. Don't think that don't not pay attention to these, even if you have no interest in drafting, because they might be testing out to see which kinds of mechanics are too broken. I mean, I will say, I think this art style is going to speak to me a lot more than any of the unsets in the past, because usually I don't really care about the arts in these. But this Mm -hmm. one, I think, is going to be pretty sweet. Also, one thing I heard they're doing for this unset is that they're printing the Shocklands. Yep. Their shock lands are going to be That's in huge. these packs. Yeah. So that means like you're not, and I, I'm assuming they won't silver border the shock lands so that you can play them. Even if they are, you can still play them because they're they're oh, literally they're like you know, okay. whatever the shock steam vents. Like it'll be called steam. Vents. I wonder if they're not tournament legal though. If they're silver borders, I don't think they're allowed. They're not tournament legal at all. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. I wonder how the rules are written. Like, if there's no black border version of a silver border card, it's normal, or if it's like literally any card with a silver yeah, border. Yeah, I think it's just like, like anything because I know you can't play any of the gold border cards, even though they're right. all legal. <laughs> yeah, I know those have different backs. So I wonder if that has. Oh, like they that. do have different backs. Um, That's true. But like. I, I can't imagine any like local game store being like, hey, I know that's a Steam Vents, but. You're not allowed to that one, that version. But that'd be interesting. Either way, I think that that's super awesome and super cool. And they should print good lands in these unsets, because why not? Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> why it's, not? Print fetch lands in there. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. This is such a good way to, like, everyone uses shock lands. Every, yeah. Like, every oh, format God. that I just, in. Eric, do you know what this is? That's a box of shock land secret layers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Brett is showing I me bought the, all of them. <laughs> the box of boxes of that old just shot clans in it. Um, I haven't even opened them yet. But yeah, this is a great way to kind of like it, it feels like a like a door prize almost, where you just like, hey, yeah, you know, show up for a uh infinity uh draft, go with your friends, and hey, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna you'll get some cool out of it. And you're gonna be like, yeah, hey, right. oh, man, they're cool. nuts. So that's great. I think that's a perfect place to reprint them too, like they won't really go down in value because of that. Like no yeah. one's going to open the, or not as many people are going to open these for, who play, you know, in, in tournaments that need all these shock lands to buy them up. And I think the art right. is going to be insane on them. Yeah. The art's got to be super cool. Yeah. So I, I just think this is awesome. And I, I want them to do that going forwards. Cause they, I, they seem to do these once a year. They must be popular, right? Again, I, I mentioned how they're only going to release stuff that clearly people are buying. Oh yeah, and they made sure to put an unset in the year, and so clearly people are buying these. Also, watch out for the basic land art because they always knock it out of the park. True, true. That's the other part of unsets, right? That yeah, the basic arts on the unsets are always insanely good. Mm-hmm. Which they're- honestly, going forward, it's so hard to t- say anymore though, because all the basic <sighs> lands they have stepped up their game. Yeah, that... it almost doesn't matter. As long as I feel like, as long as you match your basic lands now from a certain set, 
every set has good basic lands now. They're all amazing. Yeah, they, they've really opened Use the your favorite set and just buy a bunch of basic lands from them because they're all incredible. They're all, yeah. Yeah. Usually usually they got, they do like the full art ones for this one. Um, but you're yeah. absolutely right. But yeah, but yeah, Midnight Hunt, like we're doing on right now, oh. is full full arts. All black and white, and they look insane. Yeah. Uh, the next set, and wow, I did not think they were going to come back to this so fast. But holy crap, it must have sold like the freaking plague. They're back on Commander Legends. <laughs> I think yeah. they know their market, dude, because... And not holy only crap. Commander Legends. Yeah, they had to mash it up with the Battle for Baldur's Gate, which is a D&D lore set. So they have literally created the next Dragon Party set right there. This one has to have party in it, right? <laughs> it has to. Oh we my god, so we gotta beg them. We gotta beg them. We ha- it, it needs to be a party in it. So Baldur's Gate is like a it's a um, video game franchise. Baldur's Gate three, I think, just came out a little while yep. ago. Haven't played it yet, but yeah, Commanders Legends. It's another draft set. D should be D and D themed, right? They should make crazy. when that set comes out. Not only should they make it in the set, but they should also have a supplemental commander product based off the party mechanic. They they this party has to be in there somewhere, right? Needs to be. Yeah, I um, agree with you for sure. We would beg for that. Uh, so, and that's a good. That's a uh, another point I just made too. I guarantee that Kamagawa is going to have commander. Uh, products pre-cons with it because again you're looking at a set surrounded by nothing in q1 okay there's going to be commander products coming out with kamigawa there's going to be the secret layers coming out with kamigawa they're going to have everything streets of new capenna i can't see them also not doing a commander set there as well they're going to do a supplemental product for commander in all of these sets you know i wonder if they're just not as confident in Streets of New Compenna because there's literally two competing draft products in Q2 where Kamigawa and Neon Destiny, I wonder if they're just like, we know we're going to nail this one. Yeah, so like that one's going to be gonna, really We're just going to clear the way and then full steam ahead with Kamigawa and Neon Destiny. It's also, this is a, we've been to Ravnica twice. We've been to now Innistrad twice, like back... We went to back to Zendikar twice. This is the first time we're going back to Kamigawa. There's going to be a lot of people just as soon as they see those insane <laughs> Kamigawa legendary names, uh, they're just going to love to it. Yeah, <laughs> I know I am. Even though it was such a like dead set, like you said, no one actually liked it. I loved it, but I I think I'm in the huge minority. Yeah, I, I think it had also the the. It was it. It fell to the uh, was it. It's like the trap of having three sets in that block because, yeah. like, I think it was like one or two of them were fine, but then the other one was just like, Ugh, yeah. Why is this one? Also, one one more point I want to make before we move on to the next set down is Commander Legends. Another reason I'm excited to see this back is because we never even got the opportunity to draft it. I was so excited to draft Commander. I like I've never done that before. It was it's never been done before, and I was oh, so excited. To you do didn't it. do the original Commander Legends draft. No, I mean you and you guys didn't draft it, right? You guys just grabbed boxes. Of we it. just did sealed. You just did sealed, but I want to draft it. Like they designed these to draft, <clears throat> so you have to draft your commander and then somehow. 
build your commander deck right. out of what's coming to you in packs. It sounds amazing, and I wanted to do it so bad. We didn't get to because of the pandemic. So I'm excited that, wow, I didn't think they were coming back to this for like another two years. But they were like, <coughs> it was probably sold so well. They were like, we're going right back to it. Yeah, Commander Legends was was pretty sweet. I will say they have a lot to prove, though, because they had a lot of foiling problems with the first Commander Legends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was honestly like I think like the last straw <laughs> where people were just that, like that one was like, really bad. This? That that was the worst foiling problem in all the sets. Oh yeah, because it would be like I paid like hundreds of dollars for this box, and now I have like unusable foils. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, anyway. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. The next one down in Q3. Knocking off Q3 with a bang, too. I think they're just, like, doing all the hits, man. This is their back to Dominaria. They call it Dominaria United. It showcases the iconic heroes and villains uh, in Magic's origin plane. Yeah, that's the exciting part of Dominaria, right? This is where the Planeswalkers originated. Yeah, this is the the plane that that was, like, the original, like set of adventurers this is these are the characters you were following on the and the original dominaria plane so it is they say it's going to be like the 30th anniversary um so it makes sense that they're going back to it but like they went back to it what like three four years ago uh dominaria was probably two years ago now yeah two or three years ago wasn't that long ago i yeah, probably, was probably just two years ago it was either it was either right at two years it, it's been well, it's been at least two years because I was still back in my old place when yeah, I was drafted down the area. I spent here for two years, I think. But it could have been like right at the just after that. Yeah, that sounds about right. It, it wasn't that old, but, but it was a big hit again. Dominaria uh, was all, and I will say the, that Dominaria set was amazing. It was so good. I yeah. loved it so much. Yeah, that was one of the best sets in that year, for sure. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's probably a good thing that they're going back to it. Uh, One thing to look out for that I will say, so this is a standard set, but Dominaria is at least the last set, and I can't imagine it's going to change. The the commons out of that set were so commander playable, it wasn't even funny. Like, just go and draft that set, and you're going to end up with, like, so many good cards to play around with in commander. That's just at least that's what they did for the last Dominaria set. Mm-hmm. Like it, it turned like all my decks became like okay, core set and Dominaria is like there's all my commons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even need any others. They do yeah. everything I need. Keep an eye out. Yeah, especially because they they I, I feel like Wizards have a special fondness for Dominaria, so they might put extra effort into bumping right. that power level up. <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Right. Uh, the next set, clearly this sold really well as well, because guess what they're doing? They're going right back to Double Masters, and they're calling it Double Masters. They little tagline 2022, so I'm like, I can't imagine what's the set going to look like. It, it's They're calling it Double Masters, the same thing. Uh, this must have sold huge, because... They wouldn't do this exact thing again. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget if I drafted Double Masters, but like, this was a big, this was a whale set. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> the for the original Double Masters, the like, 
like the deluxe packs or collector's edition packs. Oh, yeah, yeah, the VIP packs came the out VIP then. The hundred dollar VIP packs. Yeah, like a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and you got like twenty crazy. cards. Twenty cards for a hundred dollars. I did find one at Target for like eighty dollars, and I definitely bought that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> did you open an eighty dollar card in it? I got the. I got a foil. Um, I think everything heart. was foiled out in those. No, not. Was everything foiled? Probably. Yeah, I think every even the, they had like they had like but, ten foil tokens in there too. But I got the um, I got like the alternate art uh, box topper art. Yeah, box okay, topper yeah. thought seas, and I also got a uh, 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 Bob, the dark okay. confidant. Yeah, both of those are worth good money. So yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, I. I but coming out of this set, I will say I'm not so big on going big. And I mean, if you're going to go really big, you got to go really big in this set. You got to buy like the full boxes. Otherwise, buying singles in these sets is amazing because the rares, they always print the best rares and the prices go way down because people are opening two rares in every pack. And people open these like to play because they open box after box after box. So any of the like non-super ridiculous mythics, all of a sudden those rares go way down in price. And that is the perfect time to buy a bunch right. of singles. I bought a lot of Double Master singles because of that. Yeah, and keep an eye out for um, cards that have only had one printing in like Commander or something like that. Yeah, like yeah those pop up. Uh, like these are new Atraxa and new Kalia of the Vast was printed in Double Masters, and because they price these packs yeah. at like honestly just an insane like yeah really high price, prices, they I feel like they feel okay with like we're just gonna print these these thirty dollar cards because each pack is like twenty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so usually they don't want to print like or their their explanation, even though I don't like it is like oh, we don't want to print this $50 card because in a $4 pe- pack in yeah. a $4 pack because then people just buy boxes open it up and like a, right. same behavior as like scalping where like people right, who can right, afford right. to buy large masses of it will just buy it buy up all the stock rip them open and it'll just ruin the experience for drafters right. we know that that's actually true it's not uh, probably not yeah but, it's, it's definitely not but when the packs are so expensive they kind of be like ah screw it <laughs> we're just gonna because when you print a 50 dollar card in a four dollar set the price just goes down that's all that happens it's not like a big deal <laughs> yeah yeah the price goes down that's exactly <laughs> it's not like like what the hell yeah it, it's not a good reason uh, so <laughs> look out for cards that maybe they modern horizons cards that are like a bunch of dollars that are way too hot or way too expensive look out for commander ones that are like fifty dollars or if you if you're on the edge of <laughs> buying a fifty dollar commander only card that was printed seven years ago wait until double masters wait till double masters and might yeah it might pop uh, in there and see. then and then go crazy on singles and double masters because you're, you're there's gonna be some low prices for some really good stuff. oh in the uncommons a lot of those are like rare shifted down to uncommon yes the yeah well i remember i bought like a mishra's bobble from the double masters at like two dollars and they instantly spiked back up to 20 and i was like yeah Jesus, yeah. Like, yeah yeah that was the time to buy um, all right, going on. We are staying in Dominaria as far as standard sets go. Uh, but I think we're like going back in time, which is weird. Like, I, I want to maybe they, it, they're trying to say like Dominaria United goes right into this, but I think what's happening here so this you, is called the Brothers War. Are you skipping over what one do you have released next? Are you looking at the doc? 
I have that after Double Masters Q3. You have Warhammer. Oh, okay. So Warhammer is a supplemental product. I didn't know they. You want to talk about that later? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, that's in supplemental. Uh, We will talk about that later. Yeah. So I didn't know they said that they released that in Q3. Okay. Oh well, I I was just looking at your doc. My doc. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Anyway, we're moving on to the Brothers War. This is standard set. So this is the last standard set of the year where they stay in Dominaria, but they go back in time to the Brothers War, which is a famous war between Urza and Mishra, who are brothers in Dominaria that devastated Dominaria. This is going to be definitely very artifact heavy. It's probably going to be very powerful. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably going to be a very powerful set as every artifact set has ever been. It's going to like end the year with a bang. Uh, I don't don't know what to expect from this one. Urza is going to be there. You know, Urza is going to be extremely strong card. They're going to make a new Mishra. That's probably going to be really strong. This is going to be disgusting because it's also Q4. So if this is round, if this is also their financial end of the year, yeah. they're going to want to sell a billion packs. Right. They, to... Think of this as the War of the Spark, right? That's exactly yeah. when they did War of the Spark. Yeah, this is the and and they're probably going to have the same thing, right? They're going to release a YouTube video of the Brothers War. They're going to hype this up so much. This is going to be insane. Artifact set always breaks the game. Yeah. Um, also, the Brothers War canonically is wh- how the Phyrexians is is how the, the Phyrexians are introduced to the right. story. So they they're probably going to do something Phyrexian. I know that's been like either a rumor, or maybe even confirmed that the Phyrex we're going back to seeing the Phyrexians. Right. Uh, at at least point. one will pop up here. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, th- this will probably be next part of a story where it, like. Yeah, they start to ramp that up, right? Yeah. Like maybe, yeah, we saw what? We saw the green one in uh, Strixhaven or something like that around there. No, not Strixhaven. The one before it. Oh, Call Time. In Call Time, we saw... Vorinclex. Uh, yeah, Vorinclex. Maybe Streets of New Capenna. There's like another one skulking around, right? Maybe mm-hmm. Kamigawa, there's one hanging around. And then in Dominaria, there's one hanging around. That's at least a thought. And then in Brothers War, they release them, right? Yeah. It, Who knows? This, it's gonna be yeah this set is probably gonna be extremely broken um i would imagine yeah and if phyrexian uh they're they're oh god i hope they don't do bring phyrexian mana back to standard um but they might have some <laughs> or if they do they might like tech, like change they've seen enough it. of it right to know like okay we obviously can't print a single Phyrexian mana card. Like, those are all going to be busted, unless the card literally says nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just an artifact that, it, that... But even, like, an artifact that you put out of the battlefield, it's just, like, you play like, an artifact you know what, for they, Phyrexian they could print. They could, like, they could probably print a Memnite for Phyrexian colorless. You know what I mean? Like that would be good. <laughs> I feel like... But it would be fine. It's either it's it's pay two life or pay a mana for a 1-1 artifact. That's probably a safeguard. I'm That's so fine. scared of free artifacts that maybe it's just my it PTSD. Costs you two life. It costs that... you two life. And it it's mana cost is not zero. So I I don't think it'd be busted. I think it'd be fine. I'm I'm too scared. It can't, can't be searched with with Urza Saga, so because it has a Phyrexian symbol, not a zero or a one. Unless it's colorless Phyrexian. You know what? Shot calling it now. Brothers War, they're printing a Memnite that's Phyrexian colorless. <laughs> Man. Who knows? Because, I, I yeah, I don't think they're going to quite bring Phyrexian mana back in this. But I think 
that it's going to explode the story into the next set being maybe mm-hmm. Phyrexian themed. I don't know. Uh, but they're going to do something stupid. Like it's not going to be Phyrexian mana, but in the text box, it's going to be like, you can pay three life instead <laughs> of paying the black mana symbol. Because yeah, like sure. three life Phyrexian I'll mana is probably Phyrexian fine. Mana. But they're going to be like, hmm, we can't have the same symbol because that would be crazy. Oh, I mean, they could right, make, right. make up a different symbol. Um, but yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be good. There you go. So that's how you end the year, except for there's another product stuffed in there that clearly, I guess, sold really well after seeing it for such a long time. They're going to make a new Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. Jumpstart 2022. Now, I played a lot of Jumpstart uh, to my own demise because I ended up buying a box when they were priced so high out the roof, no one should have ever touched them with a 10-foot pole. And I did and got screwed with yeah. no cards worth any money, even though they usually generally do a very good job reprinting in these sets. From yeah. what I've seen, but I didn't see it when I opened them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It, it was like the, it, our story of a jump our relationship with jumpstart is very much the reason of like, Hey, it, there's a aspect of gambling when it comes to buying packs that you just yeah. can't account for because like you had a box and you just opened I had a Brett. whole box. And I, I bought like two packs or two like sets of two and I got like $30 worth of cards. Yeah. Which is, from it. I, I don't think my, I bought the whole box for one ninety, and I don't think I got back $30 worth of right. cards, which is and, insane. But like these kind of weird, things these these weird jumpstart packs because they don't follow the rules of normal like probability packs or right. pa- uh they can print some stronger they can print some crazy more, stuff. more yeah which i will say also though i did have a lot of fun with the jumpstart format i think that these always should be a perennial product absolutely yeah, i think was, it is the it perfect so much fun. way to introduce someone to the game the games are so well thought out and fluid and fun and the mixtures are amazing all the games felt great it's easy to play because you can be like open up these two packs shuffle them together it was the perfect teaching tool so i want them to always keep a jumpstart pro i want them i want those to be a corset but of course they're not uh you know corset legal right they're not they're not standard legal but all these cards are always legal in commander and they're a perfect way to teach people how to play and i think they should lower the price of Jumpstart wildly and print some awesome stuff. Because, like, who's buying these otherwise? Yeah. And, and just... you can shove them together. Like, original Jumpstart, Jumpstart exactly. 2022. Like, if you have just three Jumpstart packs lying around. Just mix them all. Just mix them together. Yeah. So, I, I think they should always be producing these Jumpstarts and reprinting a bunch of stuff in there, always. They should reprint uh, They should reprint Fetchlands in there, for God's sakes. Why not? You need you need color searching in the, in these things. So why not? Yeah, I mean, like make better lands in there. Who cares? Yeah. The 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 it's almost like with the the list cards, right? The chance on these jump starts are so low to open these certain like fetch lands. Why not print them in there? It's not even going to yeah. hurt the value. But wow, is that a great open for you know just someone to open rip open a fetch land if they yeah. just like, open a jump start pack? It's like that's oh, awesome. Cool. I have a, a steam vents now. Yeah, so I think they have some way to go with the, this Jumpstart product, but I love where it's heading. I love the product and what it stands for and where it places in Magic, and I hope they continue forwards. But let's talk about the other uh, releases announced. These are the supplemental products, and there's a doozies in here. 
they've announced two secret layers that they're going to release in 2022 already. They've already mentioned with two of them that they're going to release. I can't imagine that these are the only two that are going to be in 2022. There's there's just mm-hmm. no possible way that's a thing. Um, and I don't know. So the first of which is the Fortnite game, right? Secret Lair Fortnite is coming. It says characters from Fortnite, but I thought there's no like characters in Fortnite, right? Everyone's like their own yeah of a person. It's, it's not a, like an actual featured character. You have skins on your on yeah. Your so like I don't know what they mean by characters. Is there any characters in that game? I'm not a Fortnite player, so I don't really know. Neither am I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it. This this is where it gets interesting, right? Because if what if one of these cards is really good? These I think these are all well, like mechanically are unique cards. So they're legal and commander. Yeah, um, I don't so I don't care that much about commander. It doesn't commander is such a safe format. You could print whatever the hell you want, man. It's not going to matter. But what it's like you say that now. But what if they print literally Soul Ring, but with a different name, so people can play two Soul Rings? No, I mean they're not going to do that. I I don't think they're going to do that. No, but no. I, I I mean like if they did that, they better do the thing that they did with Ikoria, where it's you know you can call it whatever the hell you want in Fortnite skin, but underneath it, you better say this Soul is Soul Ring. Ring. <laughs> yeah, it can't be played separate from Soul Ring. Yeah, but I think the argument is, and I, I'm so I'm kind of along the same lines as you, where it's like. And as long as they don't print, let, let's let's. Here's the statement: As long as they don't print fast mana, don't just, just stay away from mana. Just stay away from that. Print whatever creature you want. A two-two that wins the game when it enters. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that might be a little too much, but but, <laughs> but we don't. But we know the sentiment where it's like anything that is remotely fair. Like Commander is such a powerful format. It's so as it powerful. Is, like who? What's where, it really gonna do? It's like, and also like, yeah, a creature that when it enters the battlefield, uh, look at the top four cards of your library, pick a card. Like that is still only playable in a small subset of decks. Right. Um, this this confuses me more though that it says characters, right? And I'm thinking like, what is like a famous YouTuber going to be a character, right? Like, is that who's going to be? I I think I just, it's. I just have no idea with this drop. N- I I think. The reason why they chose that language is to get it past the 50-year-old investors <laughs> who don't know anything. They're just like, is Fortnite a video game? They're like, okay, so what's going to be in it? And explaining to them, like, oh, oh well, it's like, and you got to do this, and then this is the point. They're like, I understand Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs> do that for Fortnite. And then all the people who understand who are yeah, so obviously this one younger I just, than us are just like, eh, whatever. But well, the next play- one makes a lot more sense, right? That Street Fighter is the next one down. Yeah. Th- those characters I understand, and they're going to be legendary characters, and yes, people will play them in Commander, and it'll be absolutely fine. I don't think they're going to print anything crazy stupid busted for Commander. I don't think they're legal anywhere else other than, like, what, Vintage or some crap, which who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, I think they're, they're- pr- uh, legal in Legacy, too, right? All of these. Pro- uh I don't know. <laughs> if I look they, into they, what was they, the, what was the Rick Steadfast is his name or something? The Walking Dead. Yeah, I mean they're so. probably legal and vintage or something. Um, ultimately, I feel like the issues that people have with these other IPs coming into the game, I think there's kind of two reasons that people don't like them. The first one is just. 
people like the magic as their its own thing. And it's like, if I want Street Fighter, I can go get that. But I like magic. So it's kind of like people like to immerse themselves in the world of magic and talking about like, ooh, I like talking about how cool Innistrad is or how cool Ravnica is. And bringing in D&D doesn't really count because it's literally like the same thing. And you could reach into Lord of the Rings a little bit, but like when it gets into modern day and stuff like Fortnite, I think people are like, it's it's a similar thing to Uncanny Valley where people are just like, uh, it's a little too different. Because people would be weird if like in Lord of the Rings, whoever owned the Lord of the Rings IP was like, you know what's popular? Star Wars. Why don't we bring Jedi into Lord of the Rings uh, to get more people involved in Lord of the Rings? People would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, Gandalf is a Jedi now. Can't canonically, you can't do anything to stop me. He would be like, "That's bad. No, stop doing that." Um, yeah, feels a little weird. So, so I did look up. So it is they're legal in Legacy Vintage Commander. That's it. That's where these are legal. And I think those are the three places that these are all probably safe to be legal at a power level standpoint but there is the whole discussion on like yeah do we well, you want this the lord of the rings set is going to be legal and modern yes the lord of the rings one which is definitely the safest of all of them right because we already have orcs we already have elves we already have yeah. dwarves we have everything that lord of the rings is the biggest difference is that now gandalf's going to be a thing yeah so in the but the biggest problem other people have or some people have with these two is the intellectual property and, and how it interacts with reprints is like, you can't reprint right. Gandalf because what if your license expires? Uh, or what you if don't they, own Gandalf, you don't own yeah. the IP of Gandalf? Right. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other things with IP. Like that is interesting to a point. Yeah. You cannot reprint Gandalf. Yeah. You'd have to functionally reprint him or something. But then people who own Gandalf, if you functionally reprint it in a different name, now you have eight copies that are available. That's pretty wild. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So this, it feels like this isn't going to be a problem in the next two years. And then like 10 years down the line when it's like everyone's playing Gandalf. And there's only one copy of Gandalf. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like uh, okay. So these now co- Gandalf's three hundred dollars. Um. <laughs> Which I mean, for hashtag not financial advice, but if, if you think a card <laughs> might be even remotely playable and modern, maybe it's good to pick up. Um, yeah, Gandalf's and, good. And there's also the inevitable slippery slope argument. It was saying like, okay, these are. But that's why IPs. you create new formats and then you just say Gandalf's not legal in this format. Right, yeah, and they could just say that too, where yeah, it's like they could just all them. universes beyond cards are now banned. There you go. Yeah, okay. But I think I think the, that universe is beyond the Lord of the Rings one. Oh no, okay. So, so it's legal and that's it's a modern legal set, right? But nowhere else. That's what they're doing it for. It's like we're printing this into modern. It's in almost modern like a modern horizons. Commander, yeah, and everything that modern's legal and it's that's Yeah, it's a modern, modern horizons set. So it's probably gonna be really powerful. Gandalf's probably gonna be nuts. <laughs> and that's the other thing. It's like, are they gonna feel pressure from the IP owner saying, like, we don't want Frodo to be just some like a one one for three yeah. mana that doesn't do anything. Um <laughs> And like, and I don't think I don't think that on Magic side, I don't think they want Frodo to be a one one that does nothing, right? Yeah. They want people to buy the set like a, the plague to get Frodo. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah, they they don't really care about the the 
they don't really care about the art on the car in heavy air quotes under care because like they all they care about is the the gameplay mechanics of it so they're is like the sure ring, make it is the one ring going to be a functional reprint of soul ring that would be awesome. <laughs> Not Just in a, modern. It's a legendary artifact reprint of Soul Ring. ring. It like once you put on the ring. ring, you phase out or something. Oh, um, I like that. I like putting on the ring phase out. But phase out, but take a, like a damage or something. Something like that. You lose one life. Um, and also like at, kind of we're, we're hypothesizing of, of what the characters can do. 90% of fans of Lord of the Rings are not going to be happy with what their favorite character can do. <laughs> you so, think? Yeah, I, I don't know. But you have to put them into a magic sense now. They're in the magic universe. No, but you exactly. Because, like, you know what's going to happen? Because magic and other worlds, like, they don't they don't mesh because magic's a game. So, like, a three-mana, like, 10-10 is just so good. But, like... <laughs> Also, like the Balrog might be like a five mana fifteen fifteen, and if you guys fight each other, okay, Gandalf loses, which didn't happen. But Gandalf <laughs> is just this is overpowered three mana ten ten. Or it's I don't know. It's like the cheaper cards are generally better because they're more efficient, but they're less powerful. So if you want right. something to be powerful, like Gandalf is going to be this planeswalker that flips from Gandalf the Gray into Gandalf the White or something. Um, is he going to be a, a planeswalker, or is he going to be a creature? He, he's got to be a planeswalker. He's got to be a planeswalker. Yeah, that well, because they don't planeswalk, right? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, that's I don't true. know. Maybe, I don't know. There's, I don't there's know. no planeswalkers. In my mind, because... he's going to be a legendary wizard. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be a legendary creature wizard, human wizard. But uh, he definitely could. Yeah, who knows? Um, but also, I think like Lord of the Rings. I, Everybody has. If they do it, yeah, I think he's going to be a legendary creature because I think they want him to also be a commander. I don't know. In my mind, he's definitely going to be a creature. But. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I would like it more if he's a creature because he could be a commander. Yeah, I, 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 think I was thinking be. like, oh, all their face creature or all their face characters are always planeswalkers. That will be interesting to see if there are any planeswalkers in that set because it's anything that's not the magic universe. Yeah, planeswalking doesn't exist. So, like, are we not going to print planeswalkers then? I'd be totally okay with that. Just because I would too. I would too, but I don't they've since planeswalkers have existed, I don't think they've come out with a set without planeswalkers. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Um, unbelievable. Like slow down your roll, but (laughs) they're not going to, because I guess that's what sells the packs. But you you don't need them here to sell the packs. You're printing Gandalf. You're printing people are gonna buy your packs. (laughs) Yeah, you're printing Lord of the Rings cards. You're just gonna sell like crazy. Right. Uh, and that's it. That's that's well, what's going on next there's year. There's one more, the Warhammer one. Oh yes, yes, so, the Warhammer, another universe, and another that's a universe is beyond again. Have you? Uh, but that one, in specifically, is going to be commander decks, and that's how I think they should just do this <laughs> because, like, ah, okay, all the universe beyond stuff. In I general, would or mean? secret layers because, like you said, like at what point do people? should we just not care about vintage legacy anymore? Because it costs $8,000 <laughs> to buy a deck right. like on. Magic oh, I don't really, I've never cared right. about that. Those formats. Right. But you know, in the magic zeitgeist, people do care about it, but like in commander, it's also like, whatever. Um, you, because there's rule zero. So you can be like, Hey, do you play these kinds of cards? You can always just say like, Oh no, I, I don't. I so mean, even modern's play. getting to price out everyone. That's yeah, anyone. It's pretty crazy. It's like, $1,500 to buy any competitive deck, which is just absurd. It's insane. 
Uh, <laughs> have you ever played any Warhammer or Warhammer 40k? I played a, books? I I think I played the Warhammer MMO. I think they Warhammer had one. Warhammer MMO. They probably had one. Yeah, Warhammer Online. I played that. And it was a lot of fun. The Warhammer universe is incredible. It's so deep. Not many people go into it because the game is just like... I, I played what was called Warhammer insane. Online Age of Reckoning. Came out in 2008. It was a really fun MMO. I, I, it faded fast because obviously when you're playing an MMO without people that you know, you yeah. generally stop playing it. But Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it, Warhammer is like a great universe. It's very dense lore. Tons of books that come out of it. I, I played a lot of the tabletop game in high school, but haven't played in like, you know, five, ten years. Uh, super cool. I'm excited for the Commander deck to come out because I think it's fun. But this Warhammer 40k is very not fantasy. So right. this this will be kind of the first, except for maybe Kamigawa, Warhammer 40k will kind of be the first like real test of like, there's really weird shit happening in 40k <laughs> lore like you know yeah the, like the orcs they they like anything they collectively believe becomes real <laughs> so right. uh, yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane and like there's there's gonna be guns in warhammer 40k so it's like this is gonna be if you can handle warhammer 40k you can handle literally any futuristic uh, type of fantasy sci-fi setting. Yeah, so th- they'll be interesting to infuse because they're they're meant to be played against each other, right? Because they're a commander product, the four decks that are played against each other. It'll be interesting to see how much they matriculate because in general, when I buy the pre-cons, you don't see all the cards showing up everywhere. You know, most of right. the pre-cons kind of stay as a deck. The cards don't really... Do, and then you rip out cards from that deck to add better cards, but you never really, like, take all the cards out of that precon and shove them everywhere else, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, which makes me think, unless, like, a card is insane in, like, the Lord of the Rings, like, you are... This is the most likely card you'll see in Commander because it's most likely that this is going to be a Commander people are building around. Yeah. And then there's the year. that. So I, I think that's, that's where we have to leave it. That's yeah. a great look ahead at what we're going to be looking at. So, I mean, we can expect, you can already see, holy, uh, we've talked about, they've talked about this how many times, like, clearly Commander is the focus of Magic. You you can't look at this lineup and tell me it's not. Because I see right. that e- every set is going to have a Commander release with it. You have the three color sets. You have a legendary focus set. You literally have Commander Legends. Then you have Dominaria, another legend focus set. Then you have a reprint set. Then you have a Commander only set. Then you have like, come on, everything is Commander here. Like, so clearly it's what they care about. I think this year is also, though, simultaneously about bringing back Standard to a good place. Uh, Until until they burst it again in Q4. At the end of the year, yeah. Yeah. You, because you could tell Strixhaven, that Adventures of the Forgotten Realms, it was definitely a lower power yeah, level. Yeah, powering it down, powering it down. We're going to talk about Innistrad soon. From what we've seen, it looks like a great set, but also they didn't go nuts with the power level. Just looks right. good. Just looks fine. Nothing really looks busted at all. Just good, 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 decent cards with very complicated mechanics. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, 
there's going to be so many times where I'm just like, wait, so I transform <laughs> these cards. <laughs> no, they, that one enters the battlefield that this way. Now. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, now oh, I see. So then wait, I, okay. But then, wait, wait. you, you cast two spells on your then, turn. So, so it should have been, ah, yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my God. And you have to track it the rest of the game too. Yeah. So <laughs> you have to keep flipping over your thing. It's like, no, no, no. I did cast. Even no, that was no the end one, of your turn. Oh yeah, yeah you're even right. When I think, I, I don't, I don't remember if the mechanic states it, but we'll talk about this next week. But I think when the mechanic, I think it keeps going, right? Even if there's no permanents in play that care about it, right? Yep. So it's going to keep flipping, and you have to make sure to keep flipping so that it's on the correct one. Oh, my God. What nonsense, man. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. What nonsense. All right, so what are we going to talk about next week, though? Uh, I think we're going to, yeah, go right into the Innistrad set review. So we will talk about all those mechanics. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over the mechanics first, and then we'll probably do our, what, just our overview episode? Right, just, I think just, so. the, just the set as a whole. We're going to look at our favorite cards, the strongest cards, mm-hmm. underrated cards, best art, best flavor, things to look out for, in other words. Just kind of cards that we want to bring to your attention from the set. And there definitely is a correct choice for best flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I've already picked it out. It is You've already picked one. it out. Okay. I haven't really <laughs> looked super into the set, but uh, uh, I believe you. And then what are we talking about after that? We are continuing with our character creation series. This is a character that you are familiar with, Brett. This is the Bard class. Bard class it is. I am very familiar with that class. I'd like to get more familiar with more classes, but this one I am familiar with. I got got good good play time on my on my Bard. Your bard. Uh, well, what if they wanted to reach out to us? What if that we're messing up our set reviews? Guys, we need to know what you like in the set reviews because we tried it a couple different ways. We're going to keep kind of pushing through the ways we can do it. Would love some some yeah. feedback though. What what do you? How do you want to hear about the cards? Because holy crap, it's just like a, we could talk about the sets for like six episodes in a row to get through the actual cards. And by the time we did, the next set would come out, and we'd uh-huh. talk about that for six more episodes. The whole so. cycle, <laughs> like because uh, we, we could, we can go more into like here's what cards you should look at that are commons that you guys can play, and they're all good. We can do stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do so, all kinds of stuff. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, it's at Dragon Party Pod or our email, which is dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely email. It's, it's easy to get an email message and we can get back to it whenever, which is like easy to do. Twitter, we might miss it. I don't really, I don't know Twitters, but maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with that, uh, we can go back to partying now. Let's go back to the party. Alright, let's get back to partying. And all you listeners out there, party on! Party on!